This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello, my dear friends and all my lovely listeners. Yet again, I welcome you all on my podcast, which is Around the World with Rohan. And today on this podcast, uh, you know, I wanted to clarify a couple of things. Okay, now that we are, uh, uh, you know, recording our season two, season one focused mostly on the travel experiences. But season two, we want to give you more immersive experience. We, we wanted to uh, touch subjects which were not considered earlier. And one of the most important uh, topic I thought was uh, a, a lot of people actually came to me and told me, why don't you do? a podcast on something like this and when I was traveling with my pet uh, to one of the states here in India I realized that uh, there's so much uh, we don't know and I had to you know research the shit out of Google how to take the pet and you know everything everything right from scratch it was it was crazy and I thought this season you know at least one episode we will focus on how to travel with your pet but then again i am not a very extensive traveler uh, i mean i have just traveled uh, once with my pet so i wouldn't be the right person to tell you uh, you know what goes into it but i found someone and apparently she was kind enough to say yes to me on a very short uh, uh, notice uh, so that's our guest for today well the introducing our guest uh, let me tell you you know she's just not restricted to a pet parent but she's also a fantastic uh, entrepreneur she is if you if you can just go on to her instagram which goes by the name of pink pebble uh, you'll come to know that the kind of versatility and the kind of multi-talented personality she is i mean at times uh, i get awestruck that one person can do so many different things and can have so many different groups well on that note, let me introduce you to today's guest who will be speaking on the subject how to travel around India with your pet. Sandhya, Sandhya, hi and welcome on Around the World with Rohan. Hi Rohan, thank you so much and uh, hi everyone and Rohan, thank you so much for such a nice and cool introduction and I'm super, super happy with that. Um, so yeah guys, so this will be my first podcast and um, and Rohan is my dear friend so I couldn't say no to him plus I am an over enthusiastic dog parent so I would always love to talk about the <laughs> topics about dog, anything related to dogs, dog transport or anything so that's why I've agreed to it. Sandhya, so quickly, I'll, I'll, I'll come to the point. I would want you to, uh, you know, I would want to get a clear picture. So you are into a corporate job and then how do you get time to create content, to travel, to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, so many things you're able to do at this, you know, during this uh, post pandemic. So is it like you're a freelancer or you're actually working in a corporate job or how, how, how does it go? How can one person do so many things? I'm confused and jealous at the same time. Um, so please clarify. So Rohan, um, yeah, I am a full-time IT employee. So I I work in a corporate as a project manager, and I've been working for quite a few years. Um, so I get a I get to uh, I I get a lot of people asking this question to me of how are you managing it. I think the most simpler way that I can answer this is like you have your professional life, you have your personal life, right? So professional life is my job, which is nine to six or nine to 10 hours job that pays my bills and my personal life is blogging. So whatever the time I am carving out from my day-to-day life for my personal life, I'm investing in blogging. So that's as simple as it can get. And also a little bit of multitasking and I'm a quick learner and I am a very, I'm a quick learner. I'm a curious person. I like to try new things and I don't spend much on binge watching Netflix or being lazy um 
so all these things worked out in my favor and uh, that's why i could do a lot of things so they, so i just want to tell you that guys i do a travel content i do home decor content i am a full time pet parent and i'm also have a full time job a little bit of multitasking and if you're super active and if you plan your day accordingly and if you're super organized i think you can all these things are very easy sometimes it can get stressful but you know that's the time it your body tells you your mind tells you to take a break and you should take a break and then chill a little bit and then get back to your focus again just listening to the things you do so many things aapka to pata nahi mujhe hi ekdam thoda sa thakavat mehsoos ho rahi hai but yeah so but at the amazing, end of the day when you when you end of the day when you see your results and when you see like lot of people getting inspired by you and they they follow correct, you and correct. they are keep coming back for your advice so this this thing actually motivates correct. me to keep going yeah Yeah, end of the day it's all worth it. And the kind of content you're putting Sandhya out there is amazing. Please follow her. The handle is Pink Pebble. Now, moving on from Pink Pebble to Bruno. Tell us something about Bruno. How old is he? The breed, how you met him, and then we will get into the whole travel part. So, uh Bruno is my 7-year-old labrador and is uh, it's a funny story so he's not even my dog he's my boyfriend's dog <laughs> so he came into my life 3 and a half years back and the first time when um, when i met brudo he he just came to me with a teddy bear in his mouth and, and that's the first time i saw i saw a dog getting a teddy bear and i just fell in love with him that moment and he's one of the most chubbiest curly labrador retriever and he is uh, not like any other labrador he is huge in size because he's his breed is like a like a scottish breed uh, of labrador retriever and he has this big face and uh, super super amazing curly personality he's a foodie like every other labrador so i've known him for 3 and a half years and bruno is a struggler he has been um, he few years back he got a uh, a dangerous fever and as a result he was paralyzed for almost a year and every doctor in um, in, in amdabad in during those days told us advised uh, my boyfriend had to put the, put bruno to sleep because there were no medicines which can cure him or he has to be par- remain paralyzed so after trying different medicines different doctors and finally he found a doctor and he kind of imported a few medicines from new zealand or australia and uh, he took a lot of care and then bruno could start walking and then he started walking after 8 months he took baby steps and now also he is recovered up to 80 to 90% and that's why if you see bruno when he walks and i'm not sure if any of you are following me or bruno so his instagram handle is dancing_nose so he you would see that he would walk inclined or he would slip on the steps he would slip on the floor most of the times it's because he only could recover 80% he's a real fighter guys and i really admire that strength in him and his his sickness or his incapability never ever stopped him from not being naughty <laughs> and not trouble me so yeah mm-hmm. so and with all these complications bruno and i have traveled all over the india he we traveled on flight we traveled in train we traveled by road so that's what makes this podcast all the more special because bruno is a very special dog he uh, he cannot get into a car get out of the car with without anybody's help but he managed to travel by all means of transport so which is very he's a, such a super super cute and a strong dog i would say so that's about bruno Yeah, I can relate to that because Hila, not similar, but yeah, we we share kind of similar stories even with Hila. So okay, now that you have said that you have traveled with your uh, with Bruno, uh, uh, you know, road, railway, and flight. So how about you give me 
tell me and tell our listeners you know how to travel with your pet through air through rail and through road so we cover all the three aspects is that okay with you yeah okay so what you would like to start with please So guys in India before pandemic uh, there are a couple of airlines which used to allow our pets to transport through airlines but then post pandemic only air india is the only airlines in india which which allows your pet to transport so basically there are two things that you should remember in fact even before i just jump into advising you how you can transport your dog through flight i would want to tell you like please use this option as a last resort because trust me dogs don't enjoy traveling in the flight they don't they get they go through a lot of trauma it's too risky and there are a lot of complications involved i'm not even talking about the cost i'm only talking about our personal stress and personal stress of the dog every time bruno would travel in the flight i would just like literally cross my fingers and wait like okay i hope he's safe and fine so please remember this so coming back to how you can transport through flight is like only air india allows it so there are two ways that you can transport your dog one through cabin along with you like a hand baggage and the second thing is through um through cargo so uh, the cabin ba- so if you want to transport your dog through cabin so the only way you can tro- do it if your if your dog is less than 5 kgs of weight that includes your dog kennel bag so uh, your dog or a cat if it is less than 5 kgs you can you're allowed to take it in the cabin along with you you just have to pay for the extra baggage money to the airlines counter but most of our pets are not <laughs> are more than 5 kgs and bruno is like 38 kg so of course he has to be transported <laughs> through cargo so what you have to do is you need to go to air india cargo section or you can call the cargo section and ask them like hey i want to transport my dog so either you can transport your dog all by itself or you can travel with your dog in the same flight so if you either ways you have to call the cargo you have to book a slot because most of the times uh, cargo flights will be booked as in the cargo section in the flight will be booked because of the passenger's luggage right so you need to block the slot and based on your dog's weight they're going to uh, calculate certain amount uh, and then they're going to bill it to you so for bruno we had to pay around 26000 for the cargo also you need to take care of uh, the the cage so the cage should be iata approved cage otherwise they would decline it so you must be thinking where you have to buy it you can buy it on amazon you can buy it in any of the famous pet stores they would tell you what is iata approved cage so make sure the cage is big enough for your dog to sit at least stand and sit comfortably and uh, yeah so these are the things that you have to take care and along with this there are certain documents which are mandatory like you need to have a fitness certificate at least 48 hours before the flight this fitness certificate is nothing but the vet will give you will tell will check your pet and tell okay he he or she is fit to travel the second thing is your dog your pet should be completely vaccinated mm-hmm. and the third thing is your pet shouldn't mm-hmm. be, uh, it shouldn't be less than 4 uh, weeks old or it shouldn't be less than um uh, it's not it shouldn't be a pregnant or a pregnant dog so or a cat so otherwise they will not okay. allow your pet to transport so Yeah. Once you have these documents, once you book the slot, you can go to directly uh, to the cargo section four hours before the flight's departure. Pay your dog there, pay the bill, and take the chalan. And then you have to leave your dog at the at the cargo section. And then there will be a dog handler. They will take care of it. So if you're traveling in the same flight, obviously you have to rush to your uh, departure terminal to, and you have to check into security and stuff, and then board the flight and. you can collect the dog at the destination airport at the cargo section again so if you are in a big airport like delhi and stuff you need to find out where exactly the cargo section is because last time we, they made us run around for two three places and then finally reached to the place where we got bruno so that's about airlines 
transport and during the entire process your dog will not sleep they will be very anxious some people give sedative to dogs i don't recommend that because i don't i'm not completely confident like how much to give or i don't trust any kind of a external medication to sedate my dog and bruno is not an aggressive dog so he traveled thrice in air uh, in flight and he was never sedated and touch wood he came back to us safe Okay I do have three questions okay and I remember this uh, so I took healer from uh, Mumbai to Delhi and in fact we were going to Uttarakhand so from Delhi I took uh, him by road but uh, what was the cause because I remember one way trip was somewhere including the the cage and uh, healer depending on his weight I, it costed me around 25 grams how much does it cost or, or how do they decide the costing uh, in airlines Uh, so the costing is as per the weight as a uh, so they just treat dogs weight as a cargo paper weight like you know like if you if you want to carry or something or tra- transport your baggage through cargo they just categorize in that and also they will see the dimensions of the cage so they never super transparent about it but uh, the only way to find out is when you take your pet pet and then they do their own measurements and then they 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 would tell you that because hmm. even for bruno first time it cost us 35000 second time it cost us 25000 and trust me both are indian airlines <laughs> got it got it and uh, uh, you know out to all the listeners let me tell you most of the time the cargo section is not where the airport terminal is okay it's on the you know a little on uh, it's in the close uh, proximity but it's a little away from the main terminals also uh, sandhya what about the oxygen level do we need to tell them because in normal cargo flights you don't have to maintain the oxygen level but because you have a pet on board uh, you have to so how do they maintain the oxygen level that's an excellent question rohan in fact i missed covering that point so uh, usually every every cargo section in in any flight has either there will be minus degrees or there is no oxygen either it will be super cold uh, with zero oxygen there so what happens once we put a pet on board there is a manifest which will reach to the pilot so the pilot will be intimated that there is an animal on board and he would exactly know in which part of cargo section is there in the flight so the pilot will calculate a cal- pilot will calculate the temperature and he will make sure he maintains the right amount of temperature and the oxygen levels for the dogs sometimes you understand sometimes you hear horrifying stories that the dog is uh, is i mean passed away during the flight or something i'm not completely mm-hmm. blaming on the pilot mm-hmm. i'm saying that it could be because the dog had an heart attack he's over anxious or is overly sedated or because of the dehydration or because of no oxygen or the pilot is not intimated so uh pilot being not intimate could be the mm-hmm. last scenario but then it could be one of the scenario so when i whenever i take bruno i make sure i stand at the cargo i keep telling them can you inform the case a pilot informed is a pilot informed and i sat in the same plane and i told the air hostess like i have my pet in the cargo is a pilot aware of it so i know i'm not supposed to be doing it it doesn't make a difference but it, that gives mm-hmm. me some kind of a satisfaction I get it I get it yeah I know with our pet in the same flight I I know we both traveled and I was I was really worried and his condition I would I would probably go with what you're saying you know let's keep this option as the last option if yeah. you're traveling with your pet let's move on to the railways now okay how do we now I haven't traveled with the healer uh, in a train so I'm really anxious and curious and I have no clue how did they do that please go ahead and uh, enlighten us <laughs> Okay railways is the most funny is the most funniest uh, rules we have it in india unfortunately uh, but it's also uh, you it's also 
like a blessing in disguise i would say because see uh with flight yes could we have to go through all this thing plus there is so much of added cost and you cannot see your pet but on road you can't some road journeys you cannot make it with your dog because it is super long for both of you right train is the only option mm-hmm. where your dog is with you you can see your dog it's cheaper option and the railways are well connected but railways is again a super complicated process so there is no set rules in indian railways that they are going to allow dogs in the in the train it's we are at the mercy so when i when i say we are at the mercy i mean it so basically if you want to travel with your dog in the railway so you have to only travel in the first ac not second ac not sleeper cars no matter how rich or poor you are poor you are you have to travel in first ac even if you travel in first ac so you know the there are four four seater first ac coupes and there's what two seaters right so you have to book the two seaters but there is no option online where you can book the two seater because once you book a ticket or one or two tickets depend on the availability they will allot a lot right so ideally if if you book the two coupa and just 4 hours before your journey you will get sorry 6 hours before the journey you will get a confirmation from the railways that hey your this is your coupa and then you will know okay where did you get it whether you got a four two coupa or a four coupa right uh but imagine you booked a uh, two tickets to tra- travel with your dog and instead of two coupa you got a four coupa and you're not allowed to travel with your pet in the train that is one thing so that's why to avoid all these problems whenever i travel with bruno in train i book all four seats irrespective whether i'm traveling around or traveling with my partner with bruno so because i wanted all the four coupe the reason why railways don't allow is not because if anything else it's because of the comfort of the your fellow passengers so if if you are in a two coupe four coupe and your dog is there and the two other passengers if any of the passengers says that i am not comfortable you need to get down with your dog there is no priority for your dog or for you over there that is why they want a closed cabin or a two coupe so that there will not be any disturbance from the passengers and this doesn't end here so assuming you book the ticket and you uh, so the, the most simplest way that you can avoid all these complications is like you book a four coupe and wait for once your ticket get confirmed confirmed 2 hours before the train departure go to the parcel office show this confirmed ticket you have to show this confirmed ticket if there is no confirmed ticket of two coupe or four coupe they will not issue imagine if you're getting one seat in four coupe they will not issue your parcel ticket for your dog so they would check it okay then you're allowed to travel and then based on your dog's weight they will give you a a chalan and uh, and it will be a very nominal fee around uh, 1000 to 3000 rupees not more than that depends on your on the weight of your dog and uh, once they issue the chalan you have to take the chalan and then board the train but if you do not want to take chances of all this uh, last minute anxiety and stuff so what you can do is as soon as you book the tickets you can two days before or one day before the journey go and meet the reserve, railway reservation officer uh, in the railway station in your departing railway station and request him that uh, so we are traveling with a dog and i, w- I want to uh, i want you to allocate the confirmed two coupe if you're booking two tickets so if you're booking four tickets then also it's better to tell him then he based on his um, kindness we might get allocated and during the pandemic we are not allowed to meet him personally so you can drop a uh, write a letter 
explaining your situation and you have to put it in the drop box and that person will read it and he might alloc allocate two coupons so because a lot of people who traveled in two coupons got the allocation after writing a letter but i'm again i'm saying it's not a full proof option it's all at the mercy of the railway res reservation officer if any any um, minister or anybody is traveling during that day in the train if the minister says dogs are not allowed or even if the minister doesn't say dogs are not allowed they will not let you board mm -hmm. the dog any politician is transferring any vip so that is what i'm saying it's super funny and so per unrealistic and so but yeah so we we didn't we didn't enter into any of these situations but then they, i heard horrifying stories that people couldn't board the train because of this so yeah so once you get the confirmation go take your parcel office and put your dog in the train and it'll be a smooth journey so also there's one few tips that i want to share that bruno came from all the way from delhi to bangalore so it was like almost a two days trip so we took a printout of all the stops from delhi to bangalore and we knew like okay this is the stop it will stop for 5 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or sometimes 2 minutes so based on that we need to plan his uh, um plan his nature calls and we would feed the food accordingly and feed water accordingly and sometimes we would and bruno is not dog who can jump in and jump out we have to literally pick up the 38 kg dog and put in the train and put him back so we need to factor that time also and sometimes he refuses to come in the train like you know he'll be like no i'm not now i'm not going to get in so we have to drag him and stuff so in that 5 minutes of the break we have to manage that so yeah it is a little complicated but at the same time at least i know i'm seeing him i'm there with him and um, yeah so this is how you can transport your dog in railways in india what happens if your dog is not toilet trained uh, sandhya what um, happens then as in you want toilet train as in uh, in the train so yeah bruno can, would never pee or out. poop in the train no matter what he would never do that even okay. when he's so you allowed to, to take him uh, are you allowed to take him out uh, on the platform maybe outside yes, yes. for a while yes. or yes. you know, you can you, you can do that right? yeah that's what i'm saying that's why if you no. know how for how long the train is stopping you can actually do that but uh, mm -hmm. yeah if your dog is potty trained it's 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 a it's a good thing because <laughs> you don't have to go through the stress of putting him down and running back into the train you can actually put a pee pads mm -hmm. and you can let him do his business over there but unfortunately bruno was not mm -hmm. like that so we had to put him down every time got it got it got it i haven't tried with healer but now that you have given you have uh, given me couple of guidelines perhaps i should try uh, traveling with him in the rail this sound pretty okay M i mean much uh, easier and comfortable than the air travel but of course uh, we are still yet to finish the ra uh, roadways so now tell me first of all what all places have you traveled along with your pet and uh, this is roadways okay and um, Now, how you know all the tips and hacks you normally give uh, for your road travel and road travel are pretty sorted. But uh, tell us something about your experiences with Bruno on road travels. Uh, so Bruno has traveled from all the way from Ahmedabad to Siliguri, <laughs> and uh, he has What? traveled. Uh, so from Siliguri, <laughs> I have driven down uh, and I have taken him to Changu Lake uh, in uh, in wow. East Sikkim. Wow. Okay. So you must know Changurek, right? So he went away, took him all the yeah. way to Nathula, and he met yaks and he played with them. So this trip was like uh, <laughs> a road trip for him. And uh, so there are a few things, and also he recently from Bangalore to Uti, I've taken him. It's an eight nine hours journey, and also that I don't even count the small small trips because uh, I like to travel with him because I don't want to leave him alone. And plus, 
I like to enjoy my travel with him. He's my companion. He's everything to me. And uh, I think I want him to experience different weathers, different types of sands, different kinds of smells. And and he gets excited to every new place that he goes. And that motivates me to drag him along. And trust me, traveling with Bruno in the car is not easy. He's a huge dog. So he occupies the whole of backseat. So uh, if I'm sitting at the back, so I have to really adjust myself and he won't adjust for me. And plus, every time I have to put him on the seat, I have to lift him all together and put him out and put him back. So that's also a little painful thing, but I'll manage. So there are a few things that you should consider for a road trip. You need to understand uh, the the length of the journey so always factor in if it's a six hours drive factor that it's a eight hours drive because you need to have pit stops after every three hours for your dog it's not because he wants to pee or poop it's because it becomes very uneasy for a dog to they they get super excited when they see the car and you think that oh your dog loves road trip but you know in a few minutes they will get bored and anxious and also the bumps and the jerks isn't is, is it's not super super comfortable for them uh, but the only thing that they're comfortable is that you're in the car and they know they're with you that's it other than that they get quite anxious for a long road trip so factor that extra time stop your car stop and also make sure your dog is always leashed in the car and outside the car because some dogs try to jump out of the window bruno won't but then i've seen some dogs jump out of the window or they come onto the steering wheel so make sure you have a partition in your car where you jump your car your dog is not jumping on the on the gear or on the driving wheel with because of uh, being playful or something because it could be dangerous for you for the whole car and for you and for your dog uh, and also when you're getting down the dog for pee and poop you make sure you also put him on the leash because you have other street dogs coming and attacking you have rope passing by cars you have people who get scared of him anything can happen so always put your dog on leash unless it is a very restricted area where there's no traffic coming and where no other animals are there which can attack your dog the third thing is uh, don't feed your dog just before you put him in the car you have to at least give one hour time otherwise you your dog will feel nauseating and he will puke in the car so i always feed little very less food before his trip and um, i will continue to feed him very small treats and little bit of water here and there but i would not feed him a full meal during his 8 hours trip uh so and also you it you have to invest in a dog seat uh it's nothing uh, expensive it's between 1200 to 1500 so you get it on amazon you can you can search as dog seat in amazon you get this a uh, nice folding seat where you can put it in the entire back seat what happens is this this seat actually looks like one swing in the car so that you know whenever there's a sudden breaks or anything your dog won't fall out fall in the gaps and hurt himself it will be super comfortable you can lay a nice cozy blanket on the on the top of it it makes your dog feel comfortable also <laughs> i'm not sure if you saw my instagram in when when i come i'm coming back from moti i took a pillow me and bruno slept in the back seat both of us next to each other as if we were sleeping on the bed so invest in this it's a good thing uh, other than that carry basic medicines like you know paracetamol kind of a medicines in case if he gets tired if he gets fever or something carry a thermometer it always helps um yeah that's about it um, rohan about the road trip okay now something which i have realized and i would want to ask the same thing with you i realized traveling with healer gave me a different perspective towards uh, my concept of travel okay it uh, you know i started appreciating slow travel you know it gave me a different perspective towards uh, the place and the people because i you know i i was traveling during after i think after pandemic uh, and because uh, there was a pet involved we went we didn't go to the hotels we went to stay in the homestays and it was in the mountains and we liked uh, playing uh, in the grounds and we 
we went camping and trekking and so on and so forth. So what I wanted to ask you is how traveling with Bruno has, uh, oh, you know, let me ask you first, has traveling with Bruno changed your concept of travel or if it has, what is different? Okay, the first thing is Bruno. <laughs> uh, if you travel with your pet, I'm sure he will wake you up at six o'clock in the morning. That one thing which I don't like. Sometimes you want to cozy up and sleep. So that is one uh, thing which I don't like. But then, yeah, you they have their own time, right, to get up and go for the nature call. So that's one thing. So with Bruno, when I travel alone or when I travel with friends and when I travel with Bruno, my itinerary is completely different and my whole dynamics of travel changes because with Bruno, first of all, um, I need to check the entire stretch of the road, the dog-friendly hotel. So it, it gets a little stressful, especially when you're in India and to find a dog-friendly place. Even when you find a dog-friendly place, there's a lot of restrictions and stuff. So that itself little changes the whole uh, planning stage. But in terms of traveling with him uh, as a... In terms of travel experience, you're right, Rohan, I can totally relate to it. I cannot do, okay, we have to cover this, that's that. Uh, I have to go very slowly and also I need to make sure that his his food, everything is done and then I plan my thing. In between, I have to stop for his food, I have to make sure he's comfortable and there are some places that dogs are not allowed. Most most touristy places, dogs are not allowed, so they're only op- allowed in an open areas and not in any of the monasteries or anything. So the entire planning changes. So especially when I travel with Bruno to any of these northeast places uh, he's not allowed in most of the monasteries and stuff so I had to leave him in the car with the driver or with my partner then I would go and explore the place but when uh, as I told you right Bruno has his walking problem but when I see him in open fields like in in a in a small hikes or in mountains the way he runs the way he walks the way he sniffs the way he gets excited it just compensates every stress I've gone through before this trip or during this trip. Because I, I think dogs are generally supposed to be let free in the wild and they should do their own stuff like playing in the water, sniffing around and exploring and trekking. I think that they miss out when in the locked apartments. So the way Bruno's character changes when he's in the mountains is totally different. He becomes like this badass dog and stuff. So yeah, that gives me a different perspective and it's so peaceful and calm. They were t- they were. I slept with Bruno on the beach of Tista River Valley and I, we just were staring at the stars next to the campfire. I felt that's like the most most special feeling of, of ever for me. Like it was one of the best moments I had with Bruno. And uh, yeah, so it is a totally different experience. And I think every pet parent should experience it. Sunday, there are a lot of listeners right now listening to us. Would you like to give any tips as far as... Uh pet is concerned, people may be contemplating on having one, the kind of responsibilities you have to put in. It's not just a mere show off, but, uh, you know, a new member coming to your family, even if is as small as a dog or a cat, actually has, gets you into a lot of responsibility. Would you like to share a couple of tips? Would you like to give a little feedback to all those people listening to us right now, people who are contemplating on buying one, people who have one, you know, a little tips here and there now that uh, you you're here i want to make the most of it please go ahead uh, so i have always uh, i've always grew up with dogs my parents had one dog after the others we always adopted an indie dog and in fact bruno is the first pedigree dog i ever had in my life we always adopted indie dogs they're super easy to maintain but they're very territorial but they're super easy to maintain they're low maintenance they they don't have much of these maintenance problems and stuff demands and stuff also you don't have to invest a lot of money buying them you can adopt from the from the any indie dogs right so 
but when i was alone i for the longest time until bruno came into my life as an accident or a coincidence but then i never wanted to have a pet of my own because i know i am alone i am traveling solo and i am alone with flatmates or in an apartment till the time you know you have you are married or you have a partner you should never ever have a dog unless you are very much sure if you have a partner your partner should be also a pet friendly person don't think that you know after marriage or after you start dating him or her they will become pet friendly no they will never become i have seen people couple breaking up i have seen pup couple abandoning pets so make sure if you're single you're not single you have to factor all these things into consideration before having a pet it's not about oh pet will live only for 10 years my life will move on it's not like that during the 10 years also it's very important because your pet is like your family so if you're single and you have a traveling job and you don't rely on your flatmates because most of my flatmates never took care of my dog or anybody's dog so don't think that your somebody will take care of your dog your family will take care of your dog unless you're living in a joint family that is okay but don't adopt at because of somebody else will take care of it it is your baby it will be your responsibility when you have to travel even for somebody's wedding for your office work for anything you have you have only option to leave your dog with some of your friends and not sure how responsible they are second thing is if you leave your dog in any of the kennels the your dog will catch a lot of infections and that's why i don't like to leave bruno so consider all these things second thing is financial responsibility it is if you especially if you're buying a pedigree dog it is super expensive right from the vaccination to the daily maintenance there they need to have this much amount of chicken they need to have this much protein vitamins their vaccinations if they fall sick like during the second pandemic when bruno came to bangalore when he got tick fever and he got tick fever twice i had to spend almost close to 2 lakhs so it is a lot of money and here i'm talking about uh pet parents who really like the pets i have seen lot of people who adopt their pets and they don't even care about whether they ate food on time whether they are going for walk and all but if you really like your dog you will have to invest a lot of time and money third thing is your pet needs an exercise if i am busy like throughout the day but i made sure i have a dog walker who comes four times a day and i have set his time table and he takes him for walk and at least at least once a day i try to take him for walk but if i'm not i know most of the time i'll be busy or i'll be stuck somewhere i give the keys to my dog walker and he comes and takes him so i'll make sure that the bruno is taken care of his food is prepared so i'm not comparing dog with babies but then it's almost having like a baby at least your baby will grow up someday and then be independent but your dog will be a baby forever as long as he or she is alive so so may you have to have that long commitment in terms of everything so my day starts from his food to his walk and in between i have to play with him i have to give him attention i have to make sure he has sticks or anything i there lot of things that comes with the responsibility so dog is not a fancy accessory i would suggest if you're not prepared don't adopt anyone any dog but if you're adopting just be committed to it great great information i hope all the listeners uh, we have answered all your queries and all your issues and if not feel free to reach out to um, either sandhya or me on uh, pink pebble sandhya could you just uh, tell them your instagram handle if people want to reach you or bruno can you just tell them the handles please yeah so thank you so much for listening guys and uh, also if you have any questions or if you want to follow my journey and runo's journey you can reach you can search as pink pebble p i n k p e b b l e one single word no pebbles no pebble only one pebble pink pebble and i am sandhya machi and my bruno's handle is dancing <laughs> underscore nose so just and if you heard this podcast and if you have questions or if you just want to say hi just say hi it feels it feels so good to uh, know that somebody heard my podcast and ping me on instagram 
and um, yeah so thank you so much and rohan thank you so much for giving this opportunity um, and it, it's it's super fun i thought it's not so fun but it's like super fun it was so naturally with <laughs> just talking and expressing um, um my adventures with bruno so thank you so much for this